Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. No matter what time of the year it is, you're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network, starring Annabelle Fisher. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Tap into your fullest potential. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today? Hello, Scott. I'm great, thank you. Um, today, it's such a beautiful sunny day again, and, and when we... Uh, met last week and recorded. It was a beautiful sunny day then, so something's telling me we need to record every day. I think so. I think so. Because <laughs> we did have had some rain, but you're right. It's a beautiful day, and I'm a little bit back to earth from our last uh, episode when we've been talking about uh, Valentine's Day, and of course that's all about relationships, and it can be uh, romantic relationships or work relationships or family relationships that uh, we all want to improve on, and we thought with Valentine's Day uh, just around the corner would be a good time to sort of talk about those things. And last week, uh, we did a, uh, a tapping session on hurt, and it's interesting how oftentimes what keeps us from having uh, the relationships that we want isn't not enough love or not enough affection or anything else. It's the negative emotions like hurt and and not feeling not heard and those sort of things that they build walls up that keeps us from having the relationships that we had and after we dealt with uh, one example and uh, and used used hurt as it uh, I really felt a very blissed out I was quite amazed at the peace and the calmness that I felt uh, after we had finished that uh, last episode Annie Yes, you were certainly very relaxed. I mean, it was delightful to listen to Scott. And this is what we would hope for with EFT, because uh, if I'm correct, we were working on um, a relationship uh, difficulty that you told me about uh, yes. regarding um, regarding a person who you believe had hurt you in something, in a conversation that you'd had. So even though you may not have been thinking about that on a conscious level all day, every day, it was certainly playing its role in your subconscious and weighing you down as a result. Um, it's my belief with EFT is as we tap, we clear away whatever that um, negative emotion is and we create a space for something else. So you allowed uh, your, th that uh, hurt to dissolve and then it created an openness and a space for calm and, well, in your word, bliss as well. Um, and that's what we would expect. And when we no longer feel those pains or those hurts um, surrounding what somebody has done to us, it puts us in an open place a more responsive place perhaps to see that person from a different perspective uh, because there isn't the barrier of whatever the wound is between that us and that person. Right. And I guess this would be a good time to jump in and say if you missed our last episode, it would probably be more beneficial to you to download and listen to that one before you listen to this one because in many ways... Uh, you're coming in the middle of the conversation, this is part two, uh, as opposed to uh, coming in at the beginning. So there may be things that we talk about that uh, you won't find as clear if you haven't listened to our previous episode. Yes, that's right, Scott. I mean, it's, it's sort of, um, I was taking you through a sequence of um, how to use EFT for relationships, and it's a, a specific protocol, so to speak. 
Right, and so uh, anybody can follow along and answer the questions that I'm answering and do it for themselves. We're going through the whole process, which I think is really, really cool and a wonderful gift. Uh, but if you're going to do that and you haven't done the first part, uh, the second and third and fourth parts may not uh, give you the maximum amount of benefit as if you started at the beginning. Yes, that's right. So go back and listen to the last podcast and, and clear what, whatever um, conflict that you feel towards a certain person to create that space to allow uh, the next uh, few stages to really have maximum effect and full benefit. All right. So I'm ready. Great. Okay. I want more bliss. <laughs> so now you're coming from a place of bliss. Um, so I guess, Scott, it, it would be appropriate right now just to remind the listeners that I'm not a licensed health professional and I offer EFT as an advanced EFT practitioner. And uh, also a reminder that EFT is not intended to be used as a replacement for medical treatment but can be used in conjunction. And you're encouraged to consult your doctor or therapist regarding your own use of EFT. And in choosing to tap along with Scott and me, you're required to take complete responsibility for your emotional, physical, and mental health and well-being, both during and after this podcast. Um, so with that in mind, um, Scott, you're going to do your regular driving disclaimer. That's right. And I want to just add, if you're driving, don't tap, because it's important you have both hands on the wheel. <laughs> and and uh, banging your head or other parts of your body against the wheel does not constitute tapping either. It's not, <laughs> not good for driving. So if you are driving, you're just going to have to listen along with us and then wait till you get home to do the tapping. Great. Okay. So after clearing uh, whatever the blocks were to uh, a, an open, uh, kind and understanding uh, relationship, I guess the next stage would be to focus again on the person uh, that we have, um, uh, who was involved in the memory that we tapped around. Uh, so right. for you, Scott, it was a conversation that you'd had with this person. And to then uh, make a list of that person's good qualities. Now, um, it could be that this is a little challenging because after all, in step one, uh, there were certain anxieties and hurts and so forth around this particular person. But my intention is that if you have used EFT um, on all the uh, memories that caused you conflict before, uh, the way you look at this person could be a little different now. Um, so it, you don't need to write a list of 20 or 30 uh, characteristics uh, that are positive in your mind. I mean, three or four are okay, and uh, then you can repeat those. So, um, Scott, what kind of qualities does this person possess that earlier you believed had hurt you? Well, they're very musical, uh, very creative. Um, he's very smart, very sensitive. Uh, is hardworking. I think I said caring. If I didn't say caring, he's a very caring individual. Okay. And just, sorry, did you say very smart? Yes. Okay. 
Good. So because we're going to be tapping in the good stuff, as I call it, we don't need to do a setup and tap on the karate chop point because there, Scott is not reversed on this. He openly believes that this, these qualities are... Uh, sorry, this person possesses these qualities. The only reason we tap on the karate chop point and we do the setup is um, if there is self-sabotage going on, that psychological reversal that is impeding progress. So we can skip that and go directly to the top of the head and uh, start tapping in the good qualities. So I suggest you listening write a list of all the qualities you see in your particular person and uh, then you can tap those in as well. And it's literally just stating what they are. So Scott, why don't we go to the top of the head and we'll say this. He's really musical. He's really musical. And the eyebrow point, he's creative. He's creative. And the side of the eye, he's caring. He's caring. Under the eye, he's hardworking. He's hardworking. Under the nose, he's smart. He's smart. And the chin point, can you think of anything else? Uh, fun to be with. Oh, okay. And the collarbone? Um, he's uh, very knowledgeable about uh, jazz. Okay. And under the arm, he's very musical. He's very musical. We'll go back to the top of the head. He's creative. He's creative. Eyebrow point. I really love it when he's so caring. I really love it when he's so caring. Side of the eye. I respect him because he's hardworking. I respect him because he's hardworking. Under the eye. I admire him because he's smart. I admire him because he's smart. Under the nose. It's great because he's fun to be around. It's great because he's fun to be around. Chin point. And he, uh, sorry, did you say he's, he's, He's a musician. Is that yep. Okay. And Chin Point, I admire his musical skills. I admire his musical skills. Very nice. Okay, so we've tapped in the good stuff. So this is almost like rewiring the mechanisms and getting a complete reframe of who this person is now. So that's the second stage. And I suggest you tap, uh, do a round or two of those, just repeating the, the qualities of the person. And then for the step three... Uh, it, it's now important for you to really get clear on what it is that you want in a relationship. So in this case, I'm not wanting Scott to focus on this particular one person. I want him to think of the ideal person in any relationship he has, be that romantic, uh, personal friends, work colleagues, clients, whoever, just the ideal person in his life that he would love to have around. So just take a moment and write down a list of qualities um, that you would like in a relationship. So remember, this is not about the person that you were upset with. Uh, this, this could be an ideal person in any walk of life. Now, Annabelle, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, well, I, I've I've been writing my list, but there's different qualities that I want in, like, 
uh, a buddy that will go hiking with me and someone I want to be my girlfriend. Yes, exactly, because of course everybody's unique and they would have different qualities and you, we perhaps would have different expectations of different people in our lives too and we'd want to do different things with different people. Uh, you might not want to do something with your client uh, that you would want to do with a friend, for example, right. um, or as you say, a hiking buddy or your girlfriend. Uh, so well, that's I want to hug my girlfriend, but I'm not sure that I really want to hug my client. Exactly. Uh, so that's okay. Um, so we can, uh, we can just make it broad because you know, your subconscious knows who this is directed towards. I mean, you might want to, to make, uh, make it that they are a loving person. And that can mean whatever it needs to mean. So lo uh, the way that your girlfriend loves you would be entirely different to the way a friend loves you or a client loves you, for example. Right. So it's just really positive statements about attracting what you want in your life, the person you want and desire in your life. Um, and that person represents all walks of life for you. So we could do this particular exercise over and over and over for specific types of people. Indeed. This is great, Scott. I mean, you can definitely break this exercise down. I mean, I'm trying to keep it simple by talking about the ideal person, but you're absolutely right. You can uh, talk about the ideal partner, the ideal work colleague, the ideal friend, and so on. Great. Okay. So um, if you want to do that right now, you can do. I mean, do All you... All right. I, I wrote up my list. All right. And... Uh, so why don't um, we, we'll tap together, so I'll, I'll say the tapping point and you tell me what it is that you want in this person. Okay. And then as w one important thing is as you're hearing yourself describing what it is that you want, um, then it's really important that you notice how it's making you feel. Um, so are you feeling excited or curious? Um, is it making you feel joyful? Uh, are you wanting to get out and enjoy life as a result of hearing this? What, what sort of feelings are coming up? Okay. Okay, so let's go to the top of the head and you say the first one. Passion. Okay, so we'll make a statement of it. I, I want someone who is passionate, is that it? Okay, so you say that. I want someone who is passionate. I want someone who is passionate. Good. And the eyebrow point? I want someone who is open. And the side of the eye? I want somebody who communicates easily. Lovely. Under the eye? I want uh, someone who's friendly. Under the nose? I want someone that's honest. And the chin point? I want someone who's humorous and funny. And the collarbone point? I want somebody who is creative. Under the arm. I want someone who's affectionate. Are there more? Uh, one more. Okay, so go back to the top of the head. Yep. I want somebody that's brave. Oh, wonderful. Can you think of anything else? Uh, well, I want somebody who's fun. Yes, that's essential. Very nice. Now, as you're saying those, uh, those qualities and, and setting, 
setting the, the getting yourself uh, clear and setting the intention of who you want in your life, what does that feel like, Scott? Well, it feels wonderful, uh, very exciting, and uh, uh, I feel very happy, and I think excited is a good, is a good word, and um, kind of motivated. Very nice. Now, the, the reason that uh, we can tap in uh, the good points about the, the person and then tap on uh, what we want in a relationship with, with the, our ideal person is because there's no longer any resistance, no longer any block uh, between us and the other person. Uh, so it's easier for our subconscious to take on what we're saying and uh, to accept it as well. Whereas if you had felt that very strong sense of hurt because of what uh, the person said to you and the sadness that that created, and then you'd started t trying to tap on the good qualities that that person had, it would have been very difficult for you. There would have been blocks there. Right. So we're doing the karate chop point whenever <coughs> we're trying to change what's going on. So. I'm not happy because I'm hurt. I want to change that, so we do the karate part stuff. But I, I already feel like this is what I want in an individual. I don't need to do the karate tapping. That's right, um, and it's a great question um, because the, the reason we do the karate chop tapping, as you call it, we do the setup, is, um, as I mentioned earlier, to ensure that there is no psychological reversal, uh, that uh, we are not sabotaging the results, uh, that our subconscious is accepting of the situation. Now, a lot of people uh, also suggest that it really doesn't take much time to do the setup anyway, so we may as well do it. I mean, how long does it take uh, to say three different statements, probably a minute maximum. So Gary Craig, when he created EFT, suggested we do it anyway because uh, what have we got to lose but say a minute right. or two. Uh, so I would encourage listeners, particularly if they're new to EFT, to do the kar karate chop point at all times. Only in this case, we're tapping in positives and we're in a place to be able to do that because there isn't the resistance anymore. So when we are absolutely clear and we know for sure that there's no resistance, that you can look at that guy and think, yeah, he's creative and he's caring and he likes to have fun and, and there's no, oh, but I'm still annoyed because he hurt me or anything like that going on, then you don't need to use the karate chop point. You can just start tapping on the points of the body. Great. That's great to know, and it's a wonderful clarification. I had no idea. Yes, another time that we can uh, not, uh, sorry, we can miss out the karate chop and go straight to the top of the head and tap the points is if we're really in the moment. So, for example, if somebody is in a situation which is creating 
absolute terror or huge anxiety or perhaps they're feeling incredibly sad or very angry, uh, then it's, it's pretty much uh, a given that uh, that's how they're feeling and they're not reversed. N nobody could question that they're really angry or they're really sad or they're really frightened. So that would be another example of where they could miss out the setup and go straight to tapping the points of the mm. body. Uh, so perhaps if somebody's just witnessed something that's horrified them or they've just had some very distressing news, they, they feel that straight away, and so you can just start tapping the points. Okay, cool. And I guess the, the best advice is do the whole process, start with the, you know, the karate uh, point chap, uh, tapping and work your way through it, and then you don't have to worry about whether you're doing it right or wrong and like you said it just takes a couple seconds and yes exactly away, Scott away you go. I think uh, if anybody is unsure and they think well do I need to or don't I do it anyway you have absolutely nothing to lose I was just gonna say it's really good you know you'll have bruises on the side of your hands and that's the worst case scenario right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. you don't have to tap that hard some very uh, <laughs> fierce tapping going on at times Okay, so you've tapped in um, who your ideal person is, and that, that can cover any, anybody in any walk of life. You just want to set the intention of what you want rather than focusing on what is wrong and what you don't want. Because it's so, so easy for uh, people, to, for, for us, to say, oh, I can't believe it, I always seem to attract the wrong guy or the wrong girl, or uh, what, what is it about these friends, they let me down, and that sort of thing. Whereas if we get focused and clear on who it is that we want to be spending our life with, and that's, that's work and friends as well as uh, personal relationships, uh, then it, it's easier for us to attract that because we're getting clear. Um, and so that is the, the third step of this relationship protocol. And then the final step, Scott, is really uh, about creating or encouraging a deeper relationship with ourself. Um, so um, many of us, uh, in fact, probably most people would think there were air, um, parts of themselves that they would like to improve upon for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and so another way to use this as a final stage is we've worked on the, uh, the ideal person we want in our lives, but now to work on how we can improve ourselves. Um, and this could be uh, what some the ideal person in our life might desire in us as well. What, what might they think of as a, a good quality, a good character attribute? Um, and then to tap on correcting um, any any attributes perhaps that we fall short on. Uh, so something that um, I might uh, tap in is that I, I want to be I want to have more fun. Uh, and uh, so, that in other words, I don't want to take life quite so seriously. Or I want to laugh at myself more easily. 
And um, what's very important about this is that we state it in the positive. So rather than saying, I don't want to be so serious or um, I, I don't want to uh, be negative anymore or something like that, we, we turn it around so it has a positive slant on it. So I, I want to be more joyful or I want, to, uh, I want to laugh at myself a little more, something like that. So do you have anything that you would, uh, you would like to uh, work on? Any attributes of which you fall short, Scott? I can't imagine there are any, but are there? Uh, well, I was going to say, you know, being perfect, it's uh, pretty hard to come <laughs> up with less than, uh, you know. Uh, but I came up with a couple. One was being more open, being more honest, uh, being more focused, uh, being fitter. Uh, and another one was... Uh, I. And I'm not sure exactly, when you talk about positive, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, it, well, I'll tell you what I wrote down. E I would like it to be easier to say no to people when they ask me to do things I don't want to do. And, uh, and so, but I'm not sure how, how, uh, how, uh, how to turn that one from a no to a yes. Well, how about um, I want to set health, healthy boundaries that suit me? healthier boundaries. That's a good one. And it brought up a story, if I can just take a second and share it. Yes, please do. I was with, uh, with my girlfriend the other day, and she asked me if I wanted to do something. And it was very, very interesting because uh, it was uh, something that she was going to put on, and... Um, so because she was going to put this little party together, you know, my first inclination would be, well, I'm, you know, I'm obviously should be there for her, right, at her little event. And, uh, but I didn't want to be. And, and so I, what I t ended up telling her was, no, uh, but if you really would like me to be there, I'm happy to support you and be there. And she, she looked at me and she says, well, I really didn't want you to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so it was like, but I didn't want to not ask you to come, right? So it's like, good, because, it, I mean, it's kind of like her thing, and, and I don't want to be there and kind of, you know, over, sometimes I can, you know, not have a good influence by being there, whereas, uh, and she's not necessarily going to do it the way that she would do it, and on and on, there's all these different things going on with it, right? So I said, no, I'd be happy to support you in any way. I'm not really that keen on going. Uh, but I would, and I would go happily, right? And she says, no, I actually prefer you not to come. <laughs> so, I mean, but I could have, I normally would have just said yes, and then she would have gone, oh, okay, well, I can't tell him not to come, and then yes. I'm gone, and then we would have had this beginning of a resentment. So I th just think it's, and that's one of the reasons why this easier to say no uh, came up, was because, there, it, it, you know, I was, I was going back and forth in my head like a hundred times in a second, Right? How to answer this question, and then because I did, I was honest and more open, um, and and did something that, and I took a risk because it's not, it isn't like normally I would have just said sure, okay. So this was different for me, and it was uncomfortable and all that sort of stuff, and worked out great because 
you know, our relationship became deeper because of taking that risk and being open and honest and everything else. So Wonderful. And I so went. both of your needs were met. Neither of you compromised. And uh, you were both able to express what you wanted. That's right. Yeah, and I think... not have a big fight with her throwing dishes at me. <laughs> <laughs> Which yes. she's never done yet. But, I mean, there's a first time for everything, right? <laughs> So um, I think that that is a huge part of the work that I do as well. Um, come, the, uh, we often come from a place of unmet needs, so we swallow down what we really want to say because we're afraid, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe we're afraid to, um, to set the boundary. Maybe we're afraid of what the other person will say or how they'll respond. Uh, so we swallow it down, suck it up, and uh, just go for it anyway. And most probably, as in the case with, with you and your girlfriend, that other person doesn't want it either. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it, it's, uh, it's very important to set those boundaries. And I think, Scott, maybe you and I need to do a podcast around that because uh, that is uh, a lot of the work that I do is around setting boundaries. And, mm. and in fact, how that has led to um, the majority of my clients being so very seriously ill because of their inability to set boundaries that were healthy for them. So there's a commercial for an upcoming episode, everybody. Uh, if <laughs> yes. you don't think setting boundaries is important, just take a look at uh, the number of people that are in hospitals because they've got cancer or heart attacks or diabetes or whatever, and uh, we'll show you why that all starts with unhealthy boundaries. Yes, indeed. So let's uh, let's tap in then about those healthy boundaries. So what what I'll do is I'll direct you to the point, Scott, and everybody okay. listening can uh, follow along as well. And then um, I, all I need you to do is to say I want to. So in that case, set healthier boundaries that work for me or whatever okay. it feels comfortable to say. And then we'll go to the next point. So let's go to the top of the head, and you go through your list. Uh. What do I say again? So I want to, and then whatever the the, okay. the the attribute that you feel you fall short of, and you're kind of turning it around to what you want to be. Okay, I want to set healthier boundaries. Okay, and now the eyebrow point. I want to be more open. And the side of the eye? I want to be more honest. Under the eye? I want to be fitter. Under the nose? I want to be more focused. And the chin point. I want to set healthier boundaries. Collarbone point. Uh, I want to be more open. And under the arm. want to be more uh, fit. Very good. So you started to repeat them, which is great. And we could go through another round if we wanted to. What's interesting about that is some of those, um, those ca uh, characteristics well, I guess is the word, uh, were similar to the ones that you mentioned in your ideal person as well. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that. Yes, but, I think openness, I that. honesty. Yeah. Uh, so this is great. So we see it, it dovetailing in and, uh, and realizing what uh, is important for you in your life. So the beauty of what we've just done in each of those three uh, stages is we can tap in those things every day.
Uh, so once we've cleared the hurts and the anxieties and the stresses that are holding us back from having a, a really joyful relationship with whoever the person is, once all that is cleared, then we can tap in the good stuff again and again. And I recommend to the listeners that uh, it could be part of a morning ritual perhaps, or even just before they go to bed at night, um, tapping in uh, what they want in an ideal person. So they can be specific and this is the ideal friend that I would like. So tap in those qualities or this is the ideal partner I wish to attract. Tap in those qualities. And the same with our, um, our, who we want to be as well and, and uh, develop and grow in ourselves. So I want to be more open. I want to have a, an even greater sense of humor. Um, uh, and I, wa I want to be more honest and so forth. And what I love adding is even more. Because if we were to say something, I, I want to be more honest, or I want to be even more honest, I think the second one is even kinder to ourselves. It's suggesting that I am honest, and I want to be even more honest. Uh, I think that's a, that's a wonderful point, and it, it again reflects the importance of our languaging and how we word what, what it is we say, both to ourselves and to other people. And, yes. And the benefit of Working with somebody like yourself, Annabelle, who has had all this experience and can, uh, you know, cons I mean, you've, in, this, in this last uh, half hour or so, you know, you've picked out a lot of what I've said and you've massaged it a little bit so that it's become more powerful than what it would have been if I just said it the way, you know, I, wanted, I want it to be easier to say no, you know, okay, versus I want to set healthier boundaries. I want to set even more. I want to set healthier boundaries. I want to set even more healthier boundaries. Yes, that's right. So that's the progression that I've gone through with you just in this short period of time. And I think there's no comparison between working with you and what I would have if I had been just doing this on my own. Mm, thank you very much, Scott. Yes, I mean, languaging is very important, and I, I love the word even added to that, because it suggests that we're already doing our best, and perhaps we can uh, we can do a little more as well. Uh, so it's to set even more healthy boundaries, suggests that, well, I am already setting them, and now I want some more as well. I want to do right. some more. Uh, so that there's no negativity there. It's just encouragement and kindness. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Annabelle, if somebody wanted to know more about EFT and also uh, some of the things that you're offering and, and maybe even working with you, uh, what, what should they do? Yes, please go to my website, www.theefthealingcenter.com, and you'll see all sorts of articles and audio resources. Uh, there's also um, uh, my new radio show, uh, which started this month, and there's a link on my website for that. And uh, each month, or sorry, every other week, there'll be two shows a month. I'll be uh, talking to get expert guests around the world of EFT, and uh, we'll be working with volunteers on different blocks to healing and well-being and living life vibrantly and to our fullest potential. So all the information about that is on my website too. And that's www.theefthealingcenter.com. Yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Annabelle, for taking time out of your busy day today and sharing this with us. And just want to remind everybody listening that uh, 
This was part two of our two-part Valentine's Day uh, series and hope that you got a lot out of it and make sure you listen to part one and go through these processes and I would really recommend that you go through them a few times to get the maximum uh, benefits. You've been listening to the EFT Healing Center online radio network. Tap into your fullest potential.